0: it's the face of chicago business podcast introducing you to the stories behind the faces focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none how you guys doing i'm tony arcy and this is the face of chicago business podcast today i'm joined by attorney at law calvin boyd calvin thanks for being brother
1: Thanks for having me, Tony. I'm happy
0: to be here. Yeah, likewise, likewise. We, uh, we've we been friends for a few years now, and uh, just I'm excited to be able to share your story, but also super proud of uh, you know, not 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 just your accomplishments. I mean, that's one thing, but of the man that, that you are and to be your friend. So, you know, I'm excited to be able to, to, to chop this up with you.
1: Thanks for having me, Tony, and the feelings are mutual. I'm, I'm happy to be here.
0: Now, originally from uh, Michigan, right? That's correct. Tell me a little bit about where you're from and, uh, you know, growing up in Michigan.
1: I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's a, it's a town on the, uh, or city on the left side of the state where kids go to college for free. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> is that, was that the case for you? Uh, it's the Kalamazoo Promise. It's oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. I didn't
0: realize that. But you went to Michigan State, right? That's correct. And uh, one of the things that I, I had the pleasure of meeting your your, your mom, uh, which is an awesome thing because she's an amazing woman. Isn't she? But, um, she had you very young. Both your parents were extremely young when they had you, right? That is very true. Tell me about what that was like because, uh, yeah, mo- I think my parents were literally twice your parents'
1: age when they had me. Uh, definitely. So, um, mom was in high school, uh, freshman in high school. Dad was a, oh, wow. uh, 17, a junior in high school. So, I think it was, well, obviously non traditional. I went mm-hmm. to dad's high school basketball games, went to high school with mom on several occasions. Uh, didn't notice a difference, though. Um, it, was, it was a great, great childhood. Yeah. Yeah, determined, hardworking people.
0: Well, and they instilled in you some incredible values. Obviously, education is such an important part that even your mom, she has like some pretty advanced degrees, doesn't she? She does,
1: master. She works for the uh, FDA now. Lives That's, in D. Amazing.
0: That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So now, tell me about uh, one of the things I was I was fascinated about too was just how much you knew that you were gonna live in Chicago at some
1: point. Oh, definitely. Uh, I've known since like the twelfth grade. We would always come to Chicago instead of Detroit. It's more more to look at here in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, the architecture was amazing. The lake was amazing. And uh, I just made I kinda made the decision at that time. Uh, by the, by the time I got to college at Michigan State, um a lot of people wanted to like come to Chicago and so I decided to make that move too. There's a lot of there's
0: a lot of Michigan State people here. I know too many, <laughs> like, right? Not too many, but I would say about the quarter of the people I meet are either from Michigan or Michigan State, right? And not even as many from Michigan, like the Wolverines. Like it's, it's Michigan State that, that yeah. seems to be. You know, but you're also part of a fraternity, right? That's
1: correct. And tell me about the fraternity. Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> Q-Dogs, right? Q-Dogs. I <laughs> had to lean in for that Yeah, no, no, no. I, I met some of you guys and, and pretty incredible individuals. So, um, But anyway, tell me about what you do for a living. I'm an attorney. i focus in the areas of real estate, entertainment, and employment law.
0: Now... One of the things I come to learn is just how, in terms of the contracts and everything else, how really they're very, very similar, right in terms of your practice, I guess. Tell me about you know how that benefits clients and and people that work with you to be able to have those three
1: practices. So employment's probably like its own thing, right? Um, however, the real estate and entertainment, I think there's a lot of overlap. I mean, to me there's like there's contract law, um, which is the root of those two areas. And then, I mean, from there, all I have to do is make sure that I understand the contracts and the, you know, what my clients are getting themselves into. And make sure that I understand the terms and I'm competent and uh, I can, you know, effectively uh, represent clients in all three of those areas like seamlessly. I mean, mm, I mean it's, it's what
0: lawyers do, right? But you're, you're obviously good at what you do. But one of the reasons I wanted to talk about that, you know, kind of up front is. Uh, we've recently been talking about your your spiritual journey right and and I'm just so fascinated because one you don't hear about too many attorneys going on these you know spiritual journeys or at all right or having that that mindset but tell me about for you where things kind of changed and, and evolved uh, both personally and professionally
1: uh, it was about two years ago um, August of what 2020 I believe uh, things just start to um, look no it was 2019 august, to yeah august of 2019 mm-hmm. yeah i forgot we've been in the house for so long i God, know through quarantine COVID, yeah that, right? <laughs> right right uh so uh, at that time i wasn't finding fulfillment in my work anymore uh in terms of metrics i was hitting the numbers though yeah um and at that time uh, i started to kind of to look into myself and say okay a, a change has to some type of change has to be made i was re- reluctant to do it at first right because of my desires and what i wanted um, and that I was kind of maybe it was a form of denial or something like that, but I knew that something had to be done um, to so that I could you know be able to grow, and the spiritual journey started right there.
0: I mean, that's very you know um, going within, right? And, and I think that's something that's very difficult for people to do. What, what, what was it that triggered that? I mean, it was it was was it always there? Was it something that, that that hit you know just close to home? Like what what kind of was going through your mind during that time? That that you recognize that more than anything else because i think that's the most difficult thing is for people to recognize that
1: i felt that i had attained something that i had desire right mm-hmm. i was engaged um i uh, had worked on a, a really large transaction that i was uh, happy with and i had you know monetarily i, I was happy like metric with the metrics right, 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 right what i right. accomplished um but at that culminating point that i thought was a, gonna be a culminating point for me i, I, I didn't feel fulfilled um, and it was
0: like a depression. Was it an anxiety? Like, what, what kind of emotions were, were going through your it was your indifference and in some it was, interesting.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like a. it wasn't a film. And it was like a void that couldn't be filled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. And wow. I, and so I, have a, I had a spiritual foundation growing up um, and I had veered away from that. And so I, I knew like then and there, I mean, I, I, I was already receiving some type like nudges mm-hmm. to let me know that um, I was off course a little bit. Um, but at that time. Uh, I knew that, uh, that a change had to be made.
0: Wow. Yeah. And so part of that spiritual upbringing, I feel like is something that we, I, I don't know, so, so many people, right. They, they go through something similar where you have this spirituality growing up and then you lose it. You kind of go do your own thing. And then you feel that void, right? What, what did you find started to help you fill that? How did you start to identify, you know, those steps towards that fulfillment?
1: Um, I, I had to deal with myself. Man. I had to learn myself. Um, I was working so hard to go in some direction that I wasn't providing myself with adequate time to, to deal with myself, to get to know myself, to understand myself after even law school. I was just sprinting right to to arrive somewhere yeah. that doesn't really exist. Wow. Well,
0: that's profound, man. That, you know, so many people are chasing the dream or you know the dollar or whatever it is for them, but I don't, I don't know if they'll ever wake up to the fact that that's not what we're here for right right it doesn't exist so how do you balance that with being an attorney i mean obviously you're, you're helping people you know but how do you how did you were attorney you were an attorney before you decided to go or maybe not decided right the spiritual path right. called you you were you were in it right it chose me <laughs> it chose <you. laughs> um but yeah how, what did you notice that was so different from the way you were and the way you approached uh law and now that, that you're you know a little more evolved spiritually i guess
1: um i want to make sure that there's alignment between uh, the clients and myself, um, that there's understanding and that we are on the same page um, when we work, When we decide to work with each other, yeah. So it's a mutual thing.
0: That's so important. I mean, the experience overall is based on that, right? If you have a good experience or bad, it's from the beginning you can tell if it's going to be precise. but some people try to force it, and that's when things go bad, right? Right. Tell me about too that you know one of the things that that we had talked about was that allowing. Right? And mm-hmm. it just like, it seemed like you before were, I don't want to say chasing, but you were definitely hustling, right? Precisely. And, and, and not that you're not working hard now, but it seems like the the mindset has changed around that, right?
1: It has changed big time. Um, I think that whatever's for me will uh, come to me so long as I can stay uh, spiritually grounded um, and I continue to work on self and try to perfect self, right? Which we'll never arrive at, <laughs> I believe. But uh, that it, that it'll align with me and that I will be able to find not find, but I will a- be able to um, have whatever is for me uh, by fulfilling my purpose. And so I feel like we find that purpose or I've come to find or know, know, better know that purpose by uh, spending time by with myself.
0: What does that look like for you? I mean, is it meditation? Is it you know doing something when you say spending
1: time by yourself? Uh, feeding my mind and looking at new perspectives in terms of spirituality. Yeah. Um, not being a lin- linear thinker with respect to that. Um and being patient with myself, loving myself. Those those all kind of go together. They yeah. co- they go together. So
0: do you ever find yourself like in, in in the mix of uh you know practicing law that next thing you know you're having spiritually based conversation or or, or have you not arrived to that point yet?
1: I have had that uh Few times and they just really? uh, they just kind of happen. Yeah. I didn't push it on anybody. They brought it to me. Like a, like a client would bring it to me, and then we would um, like in a, in an adverse situation, right? Um, and they w- we would just talk about the topic.
0: Interesting, you know, Interesting. freely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freely. How do you think that changes things? With I mean, obviously, you know, everything that we have and foundations of of our society are built on these laws, right? Yeah. But that that the spiritual part of of like it's government, law, whatever that be, it just seems to be so removed from it that it, it almost, to me, appears that as people, we're coming back to this place where we can't live without it, right? It's starting to affect us. We're starting to see it manifesting in ways that we don't like. Fair. How do you see that ever evolving or changing? or, or can, it, can it coexist?
1: I think that it has to coexist, and it does coexist, and sometimes it has, it has always coexisted, in my opinion. Um, but there will always be those who turn a blind eye to it, um, but I think that we have to to even a, 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 a provide effective counsel that is uh, ethically ethical to me. Yeah. Um, we have to 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 be uh, present in in that uh, I guess realm for yeah. lack of a better word. I think that that, that that's necessary. And
0: and, and and during that time, I mean, you had mentioned you know not only getting engaged and things that that it changed obviously in, in that regard also, but you have a son. I have a son. And he's not the third, though, right? He's not the third. What's his name? His name is Caleb. Caleb, love mm-hmm. that name. He's now, amazing. <laughs> how how did the, you know that change you as a person beyond just the spirituality thing? But you know, I, I know as a father, speaking as a father, that obviously it changes your life just just being a dad, first and foremost, right? But on that spiritual journey already, you know, and seeing him and 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 that just that whole relationship. What is, you know, tell me about that a little bit.
1: So. Switching gears, our our, our relationship evolved um, because I was tapping into or working on myself spiritually. I was able to be more present and uh, just just to be able to connect with him even better. Yeah, yeah, I understand him better without him having to say or, or ask for things. Um, it was it's just become better for me. How old is he? He's four. That's a great age. (laughs) It's like my favorite age right now. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: because there's not so much terrible twos, but terrible threes are like a real thing. Definitely. Right? Once they start getting into who they are and (laughs) testing the waters a little bit, right? Definitely testing the water. So, you know, I guess the other part of it, too, is as you see your role, right? Let's be honest. Young black man. Right? That's, that's, it's, it's a, I think it's a responsibility, right, that you have um, in terms of the way that, that people see you and not just outside of, of your race, but within your race, right? And that, that you're giving a lot of hope to young black men to aspire to be something. And, and I think that's just so important. How, how has that changed for you, you know, since you've been a father or since you've come into this in newfound spirituality, but to see the
1: impact you're having be just being you? Just being me, like authentically me. Yeah, Because yeah. Because coming into that uh, spirituality or this process that I'm, a journey that I'm on right now, I'm able to be free, freely me. And I'm able to uh, let people see who, like, truly who I am instead of Calvin, the attorney. Calvin's an attorney, but he's also... Calvin, and this could you know with the multifaceted personality, yeah. but they, they're able to see me and, and touch me, right? Especially in, in my community, yeah. Um, and I, I it gives people hope. I can show you like a list of like just Facebook um, messages or just anything where people say that I, you know I've inspired them in some in some shape or form, I never expected it or anything like that. But since I have started this journey, I'm able just to everything's just more organic, it's free, it's, it's like I live unrestricted now amazing yeah. and
0: you can sense you can sense it in you i mean even when i did meet you i guess you you had not you know gone through that yet and the the change is is incredible to see that because you do have the sense of just kind of i don't want to say carefree because you can, you can tell you care deeply but i don't think you care about the things that you used to right and that part of your personality were you were you always like that where you know you don't take yourself too seriously ever right but but it almost seems like you have a hesitation to do it at all <laughs> right?
1: I don't think we should take ourselves too seriously we're all human we put okay. our pants on one leg at a time I mean there's a time and place for everything um, but I feel like in my personal life in terms of like looking for alignment and uh, my personal and professional relationships I find that even from a business perspective that I have a lot more success when I'm just myself like this because of the clients that I'm aligned with that I attract they just we, we just have understanding and so yeah. I can talk at a high level and I can bring it down and I can talk in, uh, in any, at any level that they'd like to talk because I'm a person and they want to work with me, the person. Right, right, So right. that's that's what's important to me. And that, that spiritual journey has allowed me to just be me and be me, you know, within reason, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and just connect with people, um, however I'm supposed to connect with them at that time. Right, right, it's, right. It's, it's really fulfilling for me, really <laughs> fulfilling for me.
0: And you can tell, I mean, you can just tell, like so there's a joy about what you do um that that just comes through in everything right and just as you as a person like just that that lift of uh i don't know energy what what we call it you kind of you kind of glow right at at this point but where where do you see or where do you give advice to people that would be seeking it that you know they they, in terms of connecting they have a difficult time right and and it's Mm -hmm. this almost like a forced relationship especially when you know that call it poverty mindset you know when you need something right you gotta Mm -hmm. pay bills you gotta do whatever and you're out there hustling but it's selling it's forcing it you know what mm-hmm. advice you give for people who listen to you and like man I want some of that
1: I want to be able to do what Calvin does I would say um, I know this is going to sound so cliche No, probably be true, true right? to yourself and the things that are for you will be there for you um, don't resist whatever you resist truly persists um, and be yourself don't fake the relationships. If I'm in a network, if I'm out networking, I know it's been a long time due to COVID, I'm not going to fake it. I don't think it's a good idea to, to fake it. Um, and then you can have, like I said, and I've had this before, uh, bad relationships or bad business that is, has that is, that is come as a result of that. So I would say to truly be yourself and to be authentic and genuine and there's going to be someone or some in some capacity Uh, who really truly appreciates that and they're going to see your value where some others may not see it. They will see that value and uh, you'll be able to provide value back to them in return.
0: That's great advice. And one of the things that you mentioned before, and I thought it was very just, again, insightful, um, wise, but that these emotions we have, right, some of them that we call negative, call it jealousy, call it, you know, whatever, whatever they are. But that it's not that it's bad to have them, right? And I think one of the things that, too, just to hear you say that being true to yourself doesn't always mean giving into those emotions, right? Exactly. How do you manage some of those more difficult emotions or things that you have to overcome to make sure that you're showing up as this authentic self, right? Because it, it, it seems like you're defining who that self is,
1: but there's still work to get there, too. Definitely. We, we never arrive there. And I just want to make sure that I'm answering that question uh, precisely, Tony. Um, I know I threw a lot at you just you know, all at once. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I think that you have to know what your current, like maybe, capabilities are, right? And know that um, you don't have to be whatever you may be like thinking about or something like that in terms of who you should be. Uh, be gentle with yourself and patient with yourself and, and get there in stride in a reasonable amount of time. Not that we actually ever arrived, right? but just uh, be patient with yourself and, and know what, you can, what your output can be at that time and, uh, and know that you can get better every single day. And I think that that'll allow you to, um, if you're, I don't know, a teacher, or if you're uh, a lawyer, doctor, um, we are, we're all human. So I think that'll allow you to uh, manage your expectations and, um, and, and, and live fulfilled. Balance. Yeah. It's
0: important. Where do you, uh, what do you turn into for your information? What do you like to read? Uh, what do you like to digest that uh, helps you think differently about this stuff?
1: I like to digest a little bit of everything. Yeah. Definitely a little bit of everything. Um, I've been, yeah, a little bit of everything. I think that I like to take a little bit from. Whatever I could really get my hands on, I like to read. I like short reads too. Yeah, I like audiobooks. books. So <laughs> That's legit. I read enough as an attorney, so I leave the audiobooks for the other content so I can digest it. <laughs> what's uh, what's something you've been uh, listening to lately? It's the Superior Man. Oh, nice. What's that about? It's about uh, the balance of so like they talk. It talks about uh, I'm not through the entire book yet, sure, but sure. it's great. They talk about gender roles um, and uh, what what a man should should have been like back in like the archaic times. Sure, right? sure. And how um, we don't really have to have like specific gender roles. It's about, you know, whatever, you, you know, your arrangement may be, uh, who wants to be more masculine and feminine or who can whatever they can handle in terms of capacity. And then it's about striking a balance between the two people who decide to be together. So Interesting. Yeah, it's really it was really interesting, a new perspective. And it, and it talked a lot about being present yeah. in life and present and, you know, and, and that's where. Uh, that's better than being in anything that you may be able to provide monetarily. That's know? amazing. Yeah. I love talking about you, Knowing worth. Knowing yeah. self-worth, too.
0: Yeah. And in terms of wealth, too, that's the that's thing. I feel like it's such a, you know, we even have a podcast about it. wealth redefined just because I don't think people truly understand wealth, especially if they're talking about money. Right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tell me about you.
1: What? What? How do you define your wealth? Uh, I define it by the impact that I can make. I used to think in a selfish mind, like selfishly like literally about how much I can make, um, but mm-hmm. that's not that's not the way. It's about, I truly believe this now, and I've had a lot of time to think about it. It's about the impact that you can make or the legacy. Um, there's a guy I, I used to talk to uh, through COVID and did some training with him. His name is Rick Justice. Hopefully, if that's fine, I can say his no, name. Of course, of course. And he always talked about uh, currency and wealth, but it's about the impact and the legacy that you truly leave behind. And uh, when when you're no no longer here in a physical capacity um, and how you can affect people well after your time here in that you, you know, if I were to teach Tony something and Tony taught someone else something okay. and then they taught in those principal state, then I can truly make a a, cha- a true change that will survive the test of time.
0: I love that. So for you, what, like when you think about your last days on Earth, right, um, look back on it, what do you hope that that legacy is for you?
1: that I gave um, people hope, true hope, and that they can overcome any adversity no matter uh, however the cars may be laid out before them and that they can cross any obstacle if they, I mean, I don't wanna say if they truly believe, but that it is, it's just possible to be able to do that.
0: Amen, man. Well, I know you're giving me hope, so I appreciate you, and if you're listening and, and, and you resonate with Calvin, I encourage you to reach out to him. He's an amazing person, amazing friend. Uh, there's a form below you can contact directly you can contact him directly so with that being said calvin thank you so much for you know for sharing for being my friend and for being a part of this community brother thanks tony i
1: appreciate you. you